Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome all to episode 19. Yes, we're almost at 20 NBA whole episodes. I am Joe Connors, your co-host of this evening, along with my fellow New Yorker, Mr. Justin Wells. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right. Doing all right. Um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how big certain buttons I can push are on this show. <laughs> Everybody needs to go read Donald Trump's timeline to understand that. Um but Justin and I talked about that really quick before the show, and he's a lunatic, but funny, but still a lunatic. Um, so tonight we're going to start with Twitter questions. We got some real good ones. Um, first of all, appreciate everybody who participates in the show. It, it makes it a lot funner for Justin and I or Dave and I or who's ever doing it to get people involved. And the more people listen, the better, I think, the funner it is. So um, first question comes from Allie at Giolino, a fellow Eagles fan too. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, I should say. But he's asking, and just I'll just let you always answer these first, and if you want to pass on one, you let me know. So he's asking, he's got a couple parts to this. So is Chris Middleton still regarded as being better than DeMar DeRozan? I saw that question. The answer is, oh, dear God, no. I, I've never thought, I, I don't know at what point I'd actually can think that Middleton was better than DeRozan to begin with. Like, I get where people in the NBA ranks, I, I think they all just kind of sleep on DeRozan because of the fact that he's, like, he gets treated like he's a volume scorer who doesn't really do much else. Yeah. But he's a guard who averages about easy. He's a guard who averages less average last season, 25, five and five. And he's doing near that again this year. He's recently been adding the ability to shoot the three ball. DeRozan's closer to being a top 15 player in the league than he is to Chris Middleton. Like it's, 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 it's shameful at times how little respect he gets. Cause he's one of the, you know, probably three or four best shooting guards in the NBA at the moment. Yeah, I actually totally agree with that. And before Ali said that, I, I, I've never heard that before. I, like, I like Chris Middleton. He's having a really good year so far, but I don't think he's anywhere near what DeMar DeRozan is. Like, I think what you're saying was dead on there. I think just a lot of people underrate him. Um, and a lot of that is probably because he's in Toronto. Uh, you know, it's just the way things go. Um, but yeah, he's definitely not better than DeMar DeRozan. Um, his next question, uh, with the return of Isaiah Thomas, how do you see the current three, the current top three finishing in the Eastern Conference? Does Cleveland roll to first place, or is it a battle for second between Toronto and, and Boston? I, I, think, I think Boston wins the conference. I don't think LeBron cares that much about having home court. I don't really think LeBron cares that much about playing in the regular season. I think he's probably just going to use the next – four months to get a feel of what Isaiah Thomas is going to do with the ball offensively and how, yeah. and how he, and then the, the bigger impact of this is not, is not going to be on LeBron. It's going to be on how Teron Lou manages the rotations in that team. Uh, I, first off, I have very little respect for Lou as a coach. Me too. I can't stand him. Yeah. I very, I, I don't think he's particularly good. And 
I think the big thing is just going to be how he can engineer the the second unit to ensure that he has because he's going to play Love or Thomas or LeBron or one of the three of them is going to run a lot of second minute units, a uh, second unit minutes just to just to keep a rotation where you have a lot of scoring, and it's going to be the idea of how do you hide you know basically. Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Love, who you have to hide both of them when they're on their floor defensively because they're they're both bad defenders. Yeah, totally agree. Um, when Dave and I did predictions in the beginning, I actually took Boston to come out of the East, uh, and that was before the Gordon Hayward injury. I just think like I I always knew Kyrie Irving had that other level to him, and it, again, as great as LeBron is, sometimes it's really hard to play with him. He's just the alpha dog in the in the room, no matter. Who plays on that team? Pick anybody else in the NBA. They're not. He's going to overshadow them. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's LeBron because he's that great. But I, I don't know if I, I don't think they roll to it. I, I mean, Isaiah Thomas is like again. You nailed it again because him and Kevin Love don't play defense. So as much as they score, they're a liability on the other end. You know, bearing injury. Toronto's played really well, much better than I thought they'd play. It sort of looked like they – now, I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs, but they basically have the same team back. They're playing a different basketball. They're shooting more threes. They're being more efficient so far. It might not be a ton more efficient, but it's still more efficient than it was last year. They're passing the ball more, which gives me um, hope that they'll be better in the playoffs and not just get smacked around when they play like a Boston or a more more or more on point a, a Cleveland. But I think Boston comes out of it one. But – Again, you have another good point, and LeBron really doesn't care about the. He just wants to get to the playoffs, and that's where he turns it on. But there is a question we are going to talk about later, and then it kind of makes me wonder if he's still doing that because how he's playing right now. So we'll get to that later. Um, our next question comes from Rick at Ricardinho1892. Um, he's asking, how good do you think Trey Young could be in the NBA? I'll ask that question first, and then we'll go on to his second question. I haven't seen enough of Trey Young play. I know he basically can shoot from everywhere. He's got yeah. a ridiculous handle. Like, I've seen him play twice. And I think it's really hard to gauge how good someone's going to be. And, I, and I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'll admit, I'm a bad person to ask this, too, because of the fact that, like, you know, when, when Jaleel Okafor was in college, I thought he was going to be the next Tim Duncan. So I, I wouldn't go by anything I have to say about this, but he looks like he has, you know, unlimited range, and he looks a cut above every other player that he's remotely near on the floor. Uh, but, you know, the same thing could have been said about Markel Fultz last year in Washington. I hey, know the watch Trae, it. I know watch the Trae, it. No, I know, but I know the Trey Young team is winning. I know the Trey Young's team is at least winning, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, Fultz, they're playing good. Yeah, Fultz, Fultz didn't win games, but he was, I mean, he was unstoppable at that level. So I guess the question really is, he looks like he could be really good, but how much stock are we putting in the competition he's playing? Yeah, and the other thing, I mean, he was a McDonald's All-American, so he does have pedigree. But again, that doesn't mean you, there's. I've been looking at a lot of reports on him. I've watched him play a few games, um, maybe one more than you have. But three games is pretty decent for the college basketball season so far. I watched the big ones he's played. He's six two, and I'm not saying you can't succeed at that level because you can. His shooting ability will be able. That's the one thing. Like if you can shoot like that. That's your saving grace if you're six foot two. Um, but how how athletic is he at the at the next level? I don't know. I mean, it, people are calling him Steph Curry 2.0. Um, yeah, I just don't like doing that with players because, as you said, the the levels are so 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 different. Um, if he keeps playing this way, he, somebody's going to draft him high. Uh, again, the pedigree's there. I just don't know if the size is there. Six two. Not a lot of muscle tone at the moment. And I get he's a young kid. I totally understand that. But he is lighting up college basketball. So I just I think it's too early to just think how good it can be in the NBA. Let him finish. If he's a one and done, let him finish his college career. Let him play in the tournament. Let him play against people who are going to be in the NBA. And then we'll see, Have a, at least have a better idea of how good he, he's going to be. That's where I'm at with him. Yeah, um, he, does, he does seem to have, though, like, yeah, you because know, I mean, I just looked at his numbers at least, and I know, and I know they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. He's averaging twenty nine and ten a night, yeah. right? Like <laughs> no. he he's finding. He, he, I think his last game he was thirty and fourteen. 
Like yeah. he's uh, and the numbers that this secondary number I'm giving here is assists, obviously, because he is a point guard, right? But he does. I mean, there there is there is some uh, some something prolific about his game. But the question is just uh, you know, is a lot of the same things that I've heard said about him are things that I heard said about D'Angelo Russell when he was in college, like. Um, uh, yeah, and but the only the only the only difference is D'Angelo is much bigger. Yeah, D'Angelo Russell six five. Yeah, that's the like, and he's he's like, and who knows what D'Angelo Russell's going to be? I still think he's going to be a good player, but D'Angelo muscle he has some he has D'Angelo muscle. D'Angelo has some muscle to him. He does. Like again, I don't know if this kid has the body or the frame to do that. Again, I understand uh, Steph Curry doesn't either, but Steph Curry has. Like kind of, it's a weird thing about him. He just has like a wiggle. He has a certain part. He doesn't have to be that athletic, but he's so he's so intelligent, and he's on the perfect team. He plays that pick and roll. He can shoot from anywhere. Yeah, he comes off. I mean, his release is amazing. Like nobody has a release like that. It helps that he's the best shooter ever. That's what it is. Like, and he the kid can come from anywhere and pull up and bang a three, bang a shot. I I don't know if Trey Young could do that. You know, I, it's just Steph Curry didn't know he could do that. He didn't. He wasn't that good in college. He was good in college, but he just became a different animal. Now he worked on his body. Remember, Kelly kept getting the ankle injuries and the ankle injuries. Well, he worked on that and he, he solved that and he became the the Steph Curry that you're seeing now. But he's also people don't realize he's 29 years old. It took him a while to get there. So again, he's listed at six two one eighty. He's had some ridiculous games, like you said, his last one versus TCU, thirty nine points. They they beat Wichita State. He had he had twenty nine and ten in that game. They beat USC team who was twenty fifth ranked at the time. He had twenty nine and nine in that game. And the rest of the competition is garbage, but that's fine because he's lighting everybody up. So we'll see. I mean, I I don't want I don't like putting expectations on him, but people that that's what people most of the reports that I have seen are calling him the two point of Curry. I I just I can't go there. I do like comparisons, but I can't go there because I love Steph. I know a lot of people hate him. But I love his game. So uh, the second part to Rick's question, and this is geared perfectly towards you, and I'm not sure how you're going to react to it. He says, I know how, ba- <laughs> how bad do the Knicks regret not taking Donovan Mitchell? Uh, how badly do pretty much every team yeah. that I picked after probably third in this draft regret not taking him? That's kind of what I was thinking, too. But I, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of teams that could use him. I mean, Charlotte took Malik Monk over him, and he's a better player than Malik Monk. Yes, not even close. Uh, Sacramento took De'Aaron Fox over him. He's a better player than De'Aaron Fox. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks took Frank Nielakina over, uh, over him. and I'm not I'd rather have Nielakina than those other two guys. You said. I'd rather have Nielakina than those other two guys. I mean, it's a toss-up on who I'd rather have between Dennis Smith Jr. and Donovan Mitchell. Now, see I'd here. Probably see, here's rather, the... I'd probably, as of this moment, rather have Donovan. As of this moment, between the two, I'd rather have Donovan Mitchell. But Dennis Smith Jr.'s athletic upside is yeah. amazingly through the roof. And he, he's and they're both playing better by the month. But let me ask you something about Donovan Mitchell. And this is not. I'm not knocking him. The dude is obviously clearly talented. But I know numbers on everything. But if you look at his numbers, and the, many times as he shoots the ball. Is it too early? I know it's too early, but I'm going to ask you: Is it too early to call this guy like a one-trick pony? He's just a volume scorer. He's not. I mean, he's not racking up a terribly low assist about three point three and a half a game. It's not. It's not horrifically low. I mean, he does have the ball in his hands a lot, though. And that's probably more team forced, we would say, right? Because well, not having Rodney Hood, not having Rudy Gobert. Um, and, Ro- and and Rubio really, really tailing off in the middle. Which usually happens because Ricky Rubio is not going to keep was was never going to keep scoring at that clip. He's not that kind of player. They were asking him to do yeah. something that he doesn't do well. Yeah, I mean Rubio's a Rubio's a playmaker and defensive guy. Exactly. So, so I mean Mitchell. I mean a lot of it is Mitchell is the only guy on that team right now who's going to score consistently. Well, him and I guess. I guess Favors does a little bit for them offensively, but I don't think Derek Favors is a particularly good player. Uh, but no, me either. Not anymore, really. Not anymore. No. But I mean, you know what? It's I think that I think part of it is just they need Mitchell to score, and that's where he's getting the opportunities to do that more. I mean, he is that team's that team's go to guy on offense. No doubt about it. Averaging, yeah, I mean, he's averaging I mean, thirty minutes a night. Not a lot of rookies do that. No, no, they really don't. And you know, he. he it's funny though. He I I like what he said when they asked him. They said, like, 
you know, you basically they came out. I can't remember who asked him when he said it in a nice way, but it's like you weren't this good in college. What's the difference? And he goes, well, I was taking five classes. Now, again, I, you know, these are Division One college athletes. Was he going to class? Who the hell knows? But he basically said, well, this is my job now. So this is what I have to do. And this is all I have to focus on. So I was like, oh, okay, that's a good answer. Like, you don't, you don't usually hear something like that. So I really like him. I, you know, he's a volume scorer. Everybody, everybody in the league needs a team or needs a, every team in the league needs a, a kid or anybody who could score the ball and create their own shot. It makes a massive difference in the NBA because there's many teams who don't have that. And this kid just turned 21. You know, he's a little, I don't know, I guess you, in the NBA, it's old for a rookie. But, you know, he's playing fantastically well. But I don't know. Do you, do you, you'd obviously rather have him, but is it, does it, does it burn that bad? No, it doesn't burn that bad because I think that he's, I think he's a nice player. But I think, that... you think he's a franchise player? No. In the long run? No, okay. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, a, I, I'm not 100% sure about that either. I think it's okay to get excited about him because he's playing really well. But, as we know in the NBA, everybody has to make adjustments. And when people start keying in on him, we'll see if he keeps doing it. And that's yeah. with anybody. I'll answer, with anybody. I'll, I'll answer it this way. He's a franchise player in the same way that – or I mean, it is a tough comparison because the guy I'm going to say is actually an NBA Hall of Famer. But uh, he's, a, he's, a, uh, he's a franchise player in the same way Mitch Richmond is. Okay. Well, that makes sense. No, I understand that because another volume scorer who – is going to get his, but how much is he going to make your team better? That's the only thing that, and again, I know that's hard to put on a kid. It's not necessarily his fault. Um, it depends on what happens with Utah after that. Do they, like, how good is Rudy Gobert? How good do they get? You know, it's it depends with any sport, what position you're in, what team you're on. That plays a huge part. But I love that question by Rick, so thank you. Um, the next one comes from, I'm going to butcher your name, my friend, but I am terribly sorry, Roshan Ravak. Robert Kumar. So I apologize for that. He's asking, I apologize for that if it's the wrong name. Sorry. He's asking at the moment, who are the top five underrated players in the NBA? Ooh, well, so you don't, if you don't have, if you don't know five, that's completely understandable. That's, that's a I'm trying, to think about, I'm trying to think about who I'd put as underrated in. My, uh, so, uh, Nikola Jokic, uh, absolutely. Just, just because of the market yeah. he plays in in Denver, not a huge market. Yeah. Uh, Victor, Ola, I would agree with Victor that. Oladipo because of how far he just swung. Oladipo is going to be an all star this year, and is, yeah, is no amazing. Doubt. But he's uh, he's he's constantly, constantly under the uh, under the radar. Uh, Al Horford is the most underappreciated player in the NBA. Um, I mean, it's not because of the fact that he plays in the shadow of John Wall. I still think that uh. Bradley, Bradley Beal, right? Like, oh, I'm not saying Beal either. I'm actually saying Otto Porter. Is he plays in their shadow? Otto Porter Jr. is a, a, a tremendously important team to that piece to that Washington team, and does a yeah, lot. Yeah, he's very them. good. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I consider to be grossly underrated in the NBA. I mean, just once again, he's the market he plays in. I'd say Gobert. Yeah, because I think people look at stats too much and go, well, he's only averaging 11 points. But like, if you watch him play, you understand why he's so important to that team. Yeah. And, and I would throw – And in a similar vein, I'd probably say Hassan Whiteside. Yes, who is a very good player. He really is a very good player. He, and again, he, he on Miami He doesn't deserve his contract. He's not a max player because – No, he's not. He's yeah, absolutely. offensively, and I think he's overpaid, but he still does a lot of good things for that team. Yeah, Al Horford was the that was a big one for me because again, not a huge. You look at his numbers and go, man, that guy is amazing. But if they don't have him, that team falls apart. They just do because he sets up everything they do on their whole team defensively. He sets the tone for that team. It's not Kyrie Irving, it's him. Um, the only I think the only other guy, well, there's two guys we'll probably we both agree on Kemba Walker because of where he plays in Charlotte. Um, which is weird because it's a huge basketball. Like, but you know, I guess you don't think NBA in Charlotte, which is weird. But I think he's really underrated. I think he's a very good player. And the only other guy I would add to that is like Patrick Beverly, who unfortunately is hurt. But I think he's a really good player and doesn't get any of the credit he deserves. Beverly's um, an amazing on-ball defender. Yes, and I I put a lot I put a lot into that because you have to defend. You can't just be 
a one-way player in the NBA. It's just you're kind of useless to me. Um, next question comes from Joe at JP23X, and he's asking, what's your thoughts on T- Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau, and his insistence on running his players into the ground this early in the season? I think at this point, that's just him. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like, if you look at the players from that Bulls team, from the, from his Bulls teams that were you know, threatened the Cavs in the East. Outside Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. they're all dead. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, I, it's actually, true. No, actually, that's not true. Jimmy, you know what? The two players who he didn't run into the ground in Chicago, he was able to get with him in Minnesota and Taj Gibson and Jimmy Butler. The rest of them, their careers were all over. Derrick Rose is... Joe Kim Noah. Joe, yeah, yeah. Derrick Rose is a mess both mentally and physically. Joe yeah, Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah is just a mess physically. But, uh, I mean... He just ran those teams into the ground. Yeah, he and he's doing – and Kevin O'Connor did a – I think it was Kevin O'Connor on The Ringer did a really good article on it, and he's dead right. Like you just can't – in the NBA, you just can't have a rotation like that. You just can't. And I don't know – I mean the Wolves are a good team. I know that's Dave's team, so we don't want to talk too bad about them. But there's a lot of guys who are underachieving on that team. Like Andrew Wiggins is not having a good season. And Carl Anthony Towns, for how good he is on offense, just is horrendous defensively. And I don't, I still don't understand it. And his coach is like big time defensive coach. Yeah, so Thibodeau, I mean, that's, 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 that's what he's known that's, for. That's the part that's amazing is the fact also, not only is Towns become, uh, has become like become an indifferent defender, and Towns was a decent defender when he came into the league. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, it really was. It's also that their backup center, Jorgie Dang, is also a defensive center. Big and time. Dang has regressed defensively. It doesn't make any sense, which the only sense I can make of it is that they're tuning him out. Yeah. Which is horrendous because that's a really young team and you really can't afford to do that. So I'm but not they are sure. Winning games. They are winning games. I mean, look at the, look at the talent on the team. I mean, you would think that they, they should be winning games, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not just the talent on the team, though. It's the fact that some of the talent now. Between and I'm and I'm particularly looking at um, Jeff Teague, Jimmy Butler, and Taj Gibson. They're yeah. vets. Two of them have played in Tibbs' system for a long time. Like there is leadership there. It's just maybe that the team doesn't quite know uh, how how to how to work with them. Yeah, I and mean, that takes time. That, that's true. I mean, you're seeing like the Oklahoma City play is playing a lot better after everybody wrote them off. So. You know, we'll we'll see, but I mean, he he does. I mean, he does. He has a short bench, and you see that in college a lot. You don't see it in the NBA a ton. Maybe in the playoffs, which is completely understandable, but you you really don't see that much in the NBA. So it is a concern. Um, yeah, I mean, you're you're running a second unit that's really going to be. I mean, the regular season at this point in the year. Yeah. Ten man rotation. Most teams in the league, nine or ten man rotation. It's the three. There's two guys who are going to dress every night who aren't going to see the court. And three and two or three guys who are going to be sitting at the end of the bench in a suit, where they have a bus ticket booked for wherever they can go in the G League. 
<laughs> it's true though. That's what it is. So, all right. Next question comes from one of AI's own, uh, Tubish, aka Tubbs, aka Southampton's um, number one fan. Um, he's asking, and he's a Clippers fan. I think you knew that, but he's he's asking. Discuss my man Lou. He put the goat Williams. I kid you not. Serious All Star slash six man contender. Um, let me ask you. Now he's having a great year. I think he's probably the leader, leading six man contender. There's no question in my mind. He has other parts to his question, but I'm going to stay with this first. Do you think he's a serious All Star? No. Not even close, right? I mean, no. It, it's tough for me. First off, I don't think there's anybody who's an All Star in the Clippers. Right? Neither do I. I, I just I don't right now. The, the only guy I think would the, the only guy who comes close for me is Jordan. Um, Blake's been hurt for too long. Yeah, in this season. agreed. Um, and he was playing really well. It's a shame because yeah. he was playing very well. Yeah, Lou, Lou Williams and uh, Austin Rivers right now are proving a point. It's the same thing I said about Donovan Mitchell, and it's and it's true about the NBA, which is even on bad teams. And the Clippers right now are a bad team. That's a team that mm-hmm. needs to blow it up, rebuild, and start over. They took their shots at winning a title. It didn't happen. Uh, Lob City, great nickname, didn't deliver. Uh, no, it's someone's going to score on bad teams in the NBA. Oh, oh, some exactly somebody has to, right? Like there's yeah. somebody has to. The game is too naturally high scoring, particularly in this era of pace. Um, so Lou Williams is benefiting from that. Now, like I think Lou Williams is a nice player. I think so do I. I think he's um a guy who's a perennial you know six man contender. Although I think you know he to me he's just he's a lot like the guy who he's effectively replaced as the sixth man for the Los Angeles Clippers. He's Jamal Crawford. Yeah, yeah. He, they have a lot of – like their games are a lot in common. Come in and can fill it up real quick, fill up the basket. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as a sixth man, yeah, he's – again, his stats are unbelievable this year. But he's averaging over 20 in, a game. Like, Yeah, he's got like 21.2 or something. But, again, it's – somebody has to shoot the ball when you have no Blake Griffin. DeAndre Jordan is not a guy who's going to get his own shot. When Austin Rivers is shooting that many shots, your team is probably in trouble. Because Austin Rivers is, is just, I'm sorry, he's just not a very good, I'm a Duke fan through and through, but he is just not a very good NBA player in my eyes. So the other part of his question is, is Doc Rivers actually, slash finally, doing some good coaching to tackle the challenges faced by the Clippers this season? I mean, true. They're second in the division, but they're 16 and 19, yeah, but they've true. won Boy, three in a row. That, I mean, that division's trash. I mean. Yes, it's bad. It's very bad. 16 and 19 in the West, you know, project that out over the course of the season. You're, you're not going to make the playoffs. No, they're out of the playoffs right now. Yeah. They mean they're the, they're the nine seed at the moment. Yes. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's doing a decent enough job keeping them near eighth place, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I think he's done better coaching jobs in his career. I'm, I'm not a huge doc fan. I think he. Gets, I never have been either. I think he gets a lot of credit for having for having Hall of Famers, and only once is that Hall, has you know a Hall of Famer core actually carried him to a title, and that was yep. having you know Garnett in his late prime, Paul Pierce in his absolute prime, and Ray Allen in his late prime. So he had those three guys in a situation where they also had Rondo before Rondo, um, you know, kind of got. Rondo got half figured out by the NBA and half just stopped giving a shit. But Basically, yeah. He became a different player for God knows what reason. It didn't make any sense. But it probably because I mean, he didn't give a shit. I think it's also that he didn't have KG who looked like he was homicidal. Like, KG was homic- is homicidally competitive. If you mess yes. around on a team that he's on, he's not going to take well to it. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And again, to, to just kind of add on there, like, I, I never thought Doc was a great coach. Um, 16 and 19 is not bad considering what they have, but I think you said it in the beginning, like they just kind of need to blow that up and start over. Now you can't get rid of Blake cause he gave him that huge contract. I don't know what you can get for Deandre Jordan, but I'd trade him. Um, I would absolutely trade, uh, Lou Williams and I like Lou Williams, but he's not a guy that th- at this point you're going to build your team around, but he oh, can I, help. I, th- I think, I think Lou Williams goes at the deadline this year to a contender. Yeah, and I think they could get something good for him. And if they're smart, they would. I mean, it, it, it's so hard to win in the NBA. It's just the way it's set up. The, the NBA draft is so hit or miss, whether you have the first pick 
or the last pick, you know, you, you think you have a for sure player and then you go, man, how did that end up that way? It's just such a crapshoot. It's like baseball. Baseball is the same way. You're like, there's that guy is going to be a stud. And then you go, what the fuck? He was a nobody. And the guy who got picked in the 42nd round, you know, guys like that. And it's like, how does that happen? So it makes you shake your head. But um, next question comes from Biggie at Manila Scouser. Uh, and he's asking, I like this question a lot. Um, if you had to choose a rookie to build a team around, who would that person be? It's a good question. Now, we're, we're because of the fact that he qualifies as a rookie. My answer is Ben Simmons. Yeah, and I, I'm 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 trying not to be the homer. So, do you want to elaborate on Ben Simmons? I'm I'm going to pick somebody different because I don't want to come off as biased. All right, so Simmons for me, um, he offers you the most different skills that are actually usable in an NBA game. I mean, effectively, you could play a big point guard with him. Uh, the thing, you know, the, he has right now one very big limiting factor, which is his shooting. And mm-hmm. when, when Embiid went down, that team went into a bit of a tailspin because right mm-hmm. now Simmons is good enough to be the second or third best player on a team that would be a lower playoff team. He certainly can't carry you at this moment because nobody respects his jump shot and he's not getting to the rim without Embiid there. But you know what? He's a nice player. He does a lot of things well. I think he's the most skilled player in this rookie class. I don't think he's heads and above right now the best rookie in the NBA. I think it actually, if I was, if you, if you're giving the NBA, uh, the NBA, the NBA rookie of the year right now, and I had a vote on it, I'd probably vote for Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I wouldn't feel aggrieved if Simmons won it. But I think Simmons is the most skilled of any of the rookies. Um, yeah. The big, the big problem there is going to be is just if he doesn't develop a shot, he's going to be. He's, That's going to be a huge gonna, issue. Yeah. He, if he doesn't develop a shot, he's just going to be a um, an, an above average um, forward. But that changes him from being a you know a true all star to being um, Lamar Odom. Yeah, no, I, I Lamar Odom had a good I, career. Just, it's not a bad thing. Just, yeah, it's, no, it's not. I totally hear what you're saying though, and I think, in my opinion, he will. I think he can shoot, and I don't think he can shoot great at the moment. But I sometimes just think he's afraid to, and. If you know anything about Ben Simmons and you watch him play, he's a naturally unselfish player. Uh, I mean, his stats are really good. His plus minus is really good. You know, it, he would have even more assist a game if they had somebody who can actually really consistently shoot on that team. And as good as Robert Covington is, he's not a great three-point shooter. He's become much better. Uh, J.J. Redick is, is a very good three-point shooter, but, you know... Yeah. It's just tough. You have any more. So I looked up and down. I thought about Donovan Mitchell. I thought about Dennis Smith. But, and I thought about Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum is a really good player, a Duke alum. So I'm going to love him. I hate that he's on Boston. Um, but I'm glad he got his opportunity. Unfortunately, it was at the, uh, an injury, which sucks. But I looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And I'm like, okay, what's Jason Tatum's ceiling? I'm not sure. I really don't know. He's on the perfect team. He has no pressure on him. That makes a massive difference. I'm actually going Lonzo Ball here. Um, and it's not because I necessarily think he's going to be a superstar. I just, I'm kind of going to what you were saying because I'm not going to pick Ben Simmons. I'm not going to be a homer. So I took him off my list. Uh, and I didn't want to take Mark Fultz because even though I think he's going to be fantastic, I'm trying to stay away from my own team. So I went with Lonzo Ball because of the, two things. He is a point guard. And he's really good at being a point guard. Now, he has unfair expectations on him, absurd expectations on him. He's not going to be Magic Johnson. Um, me and you didn't think he was going to be Magic Johnson, but you know that comparison's there because it's obvious. He's big, he's tall, he's a Laker, and plays the same position. Now, he needs to work on a shot desperately. But going to kind of what you said about how when Embiid went out, the Sixers kind of went to a really massive slump, and they did. Played well in the last few games, you're dead on with your point. The Lakers have been horrendous without him. Like absolutely horrendous. I know they're not a good team. There's not a ton of talent, but they were at least kind of hanging in there. And a big part of that, of that was him. In my opinion, I just think his court vision with his size, listen, the guy might never be a, a, a really good shooter. And if he's not, that's going to be his cap, but you need a point guard that can do that. He is hor- horrific. It's, it's awful. It's, 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 it's really, terrible. He makes Marcus Smart look like reasonably efficient as a shooter. He does, and and that's what makes me think like you don't have to sit back there and jack threes. Change your game up a little bit. Your your game doesn't have to be jacking threes. You can get to the line. 
you know, you're good to get your assist. He, he just sees the floor so well. So I went with Lonzo again. I obviously I liked, I love Dennis Smith and I love Donovan Mitchell, but I don't know what they're bringing at the moment other than just filling up the bucket. And I'm trying to look for more of an all around game. Now, if those guys add to their game even more then the obvious pick is one of those two, in my opinion. Or if you said if if Ben Simmons adds a 20 foot jumper, he's going to be unstoppable because he just can't stop him going to the hole. And if he just pulls up that shot, he's six foot ten. So he's already bigger than most guys that are guarding him. But if that doesn't happen, I know I said a lot of ifs there. I'm going Lonzo Ball. And I just with Jason Tatum, you know, you're on the perfect team, man. You have no pressure. You're a third option. You know, you're playing very well. That's awesome. And I, I don't even know if he was leading the league in three-point percentage. I don't know if he still is. I didn't check it. But that those are big accomplishment, but That's, or big accomplishments. And to be fair, I think a lot of with Tatum, and this is where I find it difficult, because I thought about him, but this is where I find it difficult to really say objectively that I'd want to build around him as any rookies, which is Tatum's, the big knock against Tatum is that he was not a particularly active or good defender coming out of college. He was horrible. Yeah, yeah, he was bad. He, he didn't move his feet. Um, Never. Look at the defenders on the team he has in Boston. Um, yeah. Which, the one thing that's, it's Brad Stevens has set up an amazing defensive system for them there because of, you know, that's because it. of because of having, the you know, it's because of having Horford, uh, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. That locks down a lot of the court. Yes, and, it does. And it, takes a lot, and it takes a lot of responsibility away from two guys who are, you know, Poor defenders. Weirdly enough, both of them went to Duke, and I, Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum. But it yeah, really terrible covers defenders. Yeah, yeah. I still don't know that Kyrie had. I still don't know that Kyrie is is, is just a bad defender because he didn't care in Cleveland because you need to have LeBron bailing him out, or just because of the fact that he didn't care about playing defense. Uh, I just know that the system that they play in Boston really works, and I think a lot of that's down to Stevens though figuring out ways to uh, utilize uh, the different athletic players he has defensively. To to hide some of the some of the problems he has. Yeah, he's a great coach. There's no doubt about it. He knows he, he's the rare guy who can connect with his players, but also knows the game really well. It's so hard to do in the NBA. It's so hard to do in professional sports because guys are being paid, and a lot of times don't give a shit what you're saying. So, um, our last question comes from Mike Osher at Mike Osher 81. Speaking of coaches, he's asking. He's got a two part question. We'll go with the first one. Best coach in the NBA, no one is talking about. Ooh. So obviously Brad Stevens, everybody talks about. We know you and I and Dave have a huge love affair with Pop. And I will say he's done an amazing job this year so far with all the time that Kawhi's missed. But everybody knows that. So I have a few in mind if you want me to give you a few minutes. Yeah, I'll see what you, I'll see what you have and see if there's anybody I agree or disagree with. I will tell you that the, my answer does not include Jeff Hornacek. You know what? I have him on my list, and you you know your team better than I do, but I do give him a lot of credit because that team does not have a ton of talent, and he has them in the playoffs at the moment. Um, I did not think that would happen. Now, no, no, no. We're a half game out coming into today. Okay, but you're still on the precipice of a playoff spot, and again, there's not – I know it's the East. I get that, but Tim Hardaway's been hurt, and I know we, we talked about Tim Hardaway, but – He's a legit NBA player. No matter, just forget about what they paid him. He's a legit NBA player. He's been hurt a lot. Porzingis is in and out, a great player. But one player doesn't usually win you many games in the NBA. It's got to be a collective. And again, I'll let you talk about Hornacek because I know that's your guy. But um, the other two people I put on here that I don't think get enough credit well, for this year was Nate McMillan for the Pacers. Um Oladipo's playing great. They are in the playoffs. I think they have the eighth seed at the moment. And the other guy who gets really no credit was Dwayne Casey from Toronto. Those were my three guys that I thought about. Yeah, so Casey gets absolutely no credit. And, uh, I mean, this is where it's weird because in the NBA, I think there's one coach who always gets overlooked in these in these lists. But um, it, it's Eric Spolstra uh, he's, who always he gets is overlooked. Good. Because yeah, I, was, I actually overlooked him. <laughs> Spolster's, got, Spolster's got two rings. Now, granted, look, give us two. He wins those two rings with LeBron, Wade, and Bosch when Wade was in his late prime. Bosch was in his, you know, Bosch was pretty much in his absolute prime, and LeBron was, you know, arguably the best player. You know, it was it was up there as one of the best players who ever lived, which he still remains to this day. 
Which is, yeah, crazy, but yeah, absolutely. But, but he loses all three of them due to Wade just leaving because of the fact that he wanted to hit, because he wanted away. Um, you know, and then, uh, you know, Bosch, bot, his body's failing him. LeBron leaves via free agency. And yet somehow this team manages to be in or around the, the middle of the Eastern Conference every single year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're near the top of their division every single year. It's not exactly like this is a team that's got a tremendous amount of talent. Their two best players are Hassan Whiteside and Goran Dragic, who are, yep, they're nice players. Yeah. Like, they're they're both borderline all-stars. But um, I don't think either one of them is, you know, what you go out and have is your, your best choice, you know, to go out there and win you, win you, uh, you know, play off, you know, try to win you play off, playoff games. But then also, if you look at some of the other players that he's brought along, like, Tyler Johnson came into the NBA as a guy who just had a reputation for for shooting a lot, not playing defense, and he has and, and Spolster has turned his all around game to make him into a reasonably good sixth man. Uh, the rest of that team doesn't have a ton of talent, but he maximizes everything he has. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I'm a big fan of his. And then also this season, I have to give a little bit of a uh, of a tip of the cap, even though I won't say that he's the by anywhere near the best coach in the NBA because I lived through him through seasons of him coaching the Knicks. <laughs> but uh, Mike D'Antoni has finally managed to make his hyper-fast version of basketball where nobody plays any defense and every single yeah. shot must be from the corner, from the corner three, like somehow work in Houston, and they are obliterating everything. They really are. I mean, he's had some – D'Antonio, I, I – I, Thought about him, looked at him, and I've never been a fan. Um, I know we had those great Suns teams, and I shouldn't call them great because they didn't win anything, but they were very good offensive teams. And D'Antonio was a weird assistant coach there with the, the process Sixers teams for like a year. It was very strange. But, yeah, you're right. He's Those Rockets teams were just kicking everybody's ass. So um, the second part to Mike's question, and it's the last Twitter question, percentage chance Anthony Davis ends up getting traded this year? They're in the eighth seed. In the, they're in the eighth seed in the West right now. I can't see them making a trade. I can't see them trading the Brow, um, unless they know that they're not going to do anything this season. That's it's not a team that's been to the playoffs lately, so I think that those extra games will be nice for the uh, for the franchise. Sure, no and, doubt. And you know what? Their their top three players are all playing very very well this season. Like Holiday, um, Boog, and, and the Brow are all having good seasons. Like Holiday's a borderline All Star, and those other two guys are absolutely all-stars, especially Cousins, who's no actually question. just abusing NBA centers he's right now. killing everybody. It's the best season he's ever had. It's amazing. He's still a knucklehead, but he's got that tantalizing talent, man. It's, so, a, shame that, it's a shame that New Orleans isn't a better NBA market because it's an – first off, it's it's an awesome city. I, I yes, absolutely yes love it. Yes, it is. And, yeah, it's a great city. And you know what? It is a natural uh, – it is kind of a natural basketball city because of the amount of uh, – yeah, talent that's come out of uh, Louisiana, specifically oh, hell know, yeah. LSU players. So yeah, um, I mean, two of the best players who I can ever, who I you know, who have ever lived, uh, Pistol Pete and Shaq, out of that yep. program. Ben Simmons out of that program. You know, yeah, some, yeah, a ton of talent there. Some ton, yeah, there's some great players that come out of that program. So you always, I mean, and I know it's LSU's in Baton Rouge, but you know, Baton Rouge and Louis and, and New Orleans are an hour and a half drive from each other. So. Um, I, I think it's a shame that they couldn't be a, a contender in the free agent market because uh, between uh, Cousins, the Brow, and, and Holiday, you do actually have the makings of something that could win. Yeah, no, I, I think you do too. And I, I, you know, unless he's asking for percentage, I, I, I don't know. I, you, it's they would 20, have to be. Chance. I would probably agree with that because I don't know. Like everybody says, Boston, Boston, Boston. I, if I'm Boston, I don't trade for him. And the only reason I don't trade for him is because you're ha- you're going to have to all those assets that you've collected are now going to be gone. And as and good as Anthony, to, you're going to have to give Brown or Tatum. No question. Plus high draft picks, probably multiple high draft picks, because he signed to a big deal. And here's the thing, man: as good as he is, he's hurt a lot. Like you could deal with that if you drafted the player. Okay, fine, but. I wouldn't give up because you know they're going to ask for Tatum. Tatum's a better player than Jalen Brown, in my opinion, and I like both players. So you ask for Tatum, you ask for that Sixers pick, which is like the Lakers pick, but goes to Boston if it's between two and six next year, and then you probably ask for another first-round pick. That's a lot to give up, 
And I'm just using Boston because that's the big team that's been talked about. I wouldn't do it if I was them. Now, again, if somebody wants a player of that caliber, a, a, a perennial all-star, a legit perennial all-star, you're going to have to give that up. So I, I just want to, I, I don't, I can't see anybody coming to the plate who one wants to give that up and two has, has it on their team to give that up. So I can't see it, but, but you know, we'll see what happens. Um, Let's do – Justin and I are going to focus on NBA All-Star Game, but the Twitter questions were a lot. So before we do that, I just want your – tonight Isaiah Thomas returned. Um, that actually game just ended. Uh, the, the, the Cavs beat the Trailblazers, and he actually had a really good game. 17 uh, points in 19 minutes. Yeah, that is pretty damn amazing for your first game back. Do you, do you think he makes them a significant better team? Um, just talk about that a little bit before we get on our all-stars and we'll probably just end with that. Cause we don't want an hour and a half pod. Yeah, I do think he makes them a better team. Um, nobody else on that team besides LeBron can create a shot for anybody else. You have two guys now who are elite shot creators. Uh, people, people tend to forget that Isaiah Thomas wasn't just a scorer in Boston. He averaged about six and a half assists a night and really yeah. created a lot of their offense. So, uh, it's something else. It's something that they really needed. They need a guard who can bring the ball up the court and, uh, take some pressure off LeBron because the other thing that you want to bring up is can, how is LeBron playing this well and can he continue it? I don't think he wants to because he'll I like, I think he's somewhat resistant to breaking down because of just the fact that he's superhuman athletically. Yeah. Genetics. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't want it to, you, you still don't want that much uh, wear and tear on it uh, on a body by June. Cause we have seen him fade towards, you know, game seven of the nba finals and just look tired because he's been playing you know hero ball for eight months you don't want to see that anymore yeah no i i totally agree and i i want to i want to see lebron keep playing and i don't want to see him burn himself out i don't like lebron really as a person per se and i don't know him i shouldn't say that i should probably word it differently it just the passive aggressiveness is really annoying that's one of like the most annoying qualities i find in a human being and i don't know why he's like that but his game I just love, I don't know how you, people, you can't honestly tell me to my face that people, I don't watch him. I don't enjoy watching him play. He's just phenomenal. And what he does, nobody really ever else has. I know Michael Jordan's probably the greatest ever, but they have completely different games. So, um, yeah, I think I say, I think it's awesome. I, I really, I really, really want it worked out well tonight. He played very well and he was a plus 17, which is huge, which means he didn't give up a ton on defense, which, which means he wasn't a liability. Uh, so we'll see. I, we'll, let's see what happens. But, you know, everybody's been given Kyrie the love and Boston the love and for good reasons. They've been fantastic and he's been fantastic. Seems like a really good trade. But let's not forget the guy on the other end. You know, if he doesn't break down and I don't know what they're going to do with him after the season. I really have no idea. They're going to have to give him a lot of money. Um, I don't know if they're willing to do that, but let's just see how this season plays out. And, I, you know, him returning, if he plays like he does tonight they're probably going to be right back where they were last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, before we move to the All-Star game, I just wanted to the, – the Ron Baker. Ron Baker, Ron Baker, Ron Baker yes. broke his face. I mean, if I he didn't see fair, this play. Ron Baker didn't break his face. Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis broke forearm. Ron Baker's face. Yes, and I, it was the most vicious – it's one of the most vicious dunks I've ever seen. And – in reality, it's an offensive foul, but they just don't call it in the NBA. Ron Baker's not getting that call against Anthony Davis. Never. How did you feel about that? Because he's a New York Nick, and I, the guy plays hard. I give him credit. But he plays God, hard, but I, I, like, why are you trying to block Anthony Davis? What are so, you doing? I'm going to give Ron Baker all the credit in the world for being tough. That's really as far <laughs> as I want to go with this, because like the problem of having to compliment Ron Baker for this underscores the fact that Ron Baker is playing minutes in a tight game because that was a two-point game. The uh, the Knicks ended up winning that one 105-103. It was they a, did. It, it's a two-point game. It's a two-point game, and you have Ron Baker, who is not a – he's a D-League player, right? Let's, he is. Let's, let's, he let's, is. let's be serious about this. Yeah. It, it, he's a D-League player because – and he has, he's playing minutes because of the fact that the Knicks decided that the, they wanted to go into the season with uh, – uh, an 18-year-old French kid who eventually there he's Neil Aquino has to start has to start starting games. Um, yeah, he does. But, totally uh, agree. Hornacek's got to make that move, and that's part of the reason I begrudge Hornacek is he needs to get Neil Aquino more minutes and more time because contrary to his belief, the point of this season is not to try to make the playoffs; it is to get ex- it is to get young guys minutes. Yeah, but, uh, and then get a higher draft pick, hopefully. 
Yes. But Neil Aquina, um, I mean, if he can make the playoffs, he'll make the playoffs. But Neil Aquina needs to see minutes and start there. Ron Baker sees minutes in that in that backcourt because Jeff Hornacek doesn't want to pull Ramon Sessions off his bench. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, he's he's fucking terrible. So it, it's it's an indictment on the Knicks that I need to watch this guy play, really. That's really it. it it's a shame because he does suck and he has no he's business awful. playing. He's, no, he's not yeah. an NBA player. No, he's not, and and you're right. Neil, I didn't I didn't even realize that he wasn't starting games. Neil Aquina, I didn't I didn't even realize that that he should be starting games. He's got he's, and, it's got to happen soon. Yeah, I, I maybe he's just maybe he's just you know easing the kid in. French kid playing oh, no, in the no, NBA. No, Hornacek is Hornacek has said as much. Like I, I I know I like to try to shit on Hornacek a little bit, but uh, I think his bigger problem the bigger problem that Hornacek had in in year one as a coach of the Knicks was Bill Jackson insisting yeah. that the triangle be played. But, and he, yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's really it. I mean, good job, good effort, uh, Ron. Get get better. Hope your face doesn't hurt. Yeah. So if anybody hasn't seen that play, go check it out. YouTube it. Anthony Davis on Ron Baker. It, it's just absolutely it nasty. Is the so ultimate posterization. It is. It really is. I, I haven't seen one like that in a long. I mean, again, I give him credit for going into it, but he just got dumped on, and it was bad. So and and, and got hurt in the process. So. The big thing we wanted to talk about tonight is the All-Star. This is the All-Star game. The All-Star game is going to be different this year. It's basically like playground rules. You're going to have two captains, and they're going to select their teams. doesn't matter what conference. So what I asked Justin to do is the way the All-Star team does it. Pick 24 All-Stars of this year, not based on anything else, not based on reputation. So like Kawhi didn't make it for me, and the only reason he didn't make it is because he was I hurt all that. year. Yeah. yeah, or obviously he's a shoo-in. It's, it's as simple as that. So – it doesn't. You don't have to worry about position. It was just 24 guys you have to go in. So you tell me if you want me to go first or you to go first. And it, this was hard. This is hard. Let's maybe go five at a time. Okay. All right. So my first five guys were uh, LeBron, Harden, the Freak, Boogie, and the Brow. Okay. I didn't put mine in order like that, but I do have all five of those guys. I, this is this up. is in no particular order. It's just I have those five guys all all of my. We're the first five. We're just the first five guys I have written down. Okay, so we basically did the same thing. So I'm going to do the first five that I, re- I wrote down to. And again, people listening to this, what we just said, this is not our particular. This is how we want them, one through 24. It's just the way we wrote them down. So I have LeBron, Kyrie, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, and Giannis. Okay. Yeah, and you I- have to say his last name because I, I obviously can't. And Tentacupo. There you go, people. Justin has that on lock, and I still can't say it. He could say it ten times, and I'll still mess it up. Yeah. I mean, all, all those guys. I mean, he has... I have Kyrie and DeRozan in mind as well, too. Um, yeah. All these guys, I think, are pretty obvious choices right now. Absolutely. Yeah. So the next five guys I had were um, Embiid, Porzingis, Kyrie, Oladipo, and Curry. Okay. I have all those, too. Um, my next were Steph Curry, James Harden, Joel Embiid, Kristaps, and Draymond Green, which I went back and forth with, but I put him in there. I do not have Green in mind. Yeah, I, and I, that's there was one other. We'll keep going. We'll keep, we'll, I know we're going to run into the probably the and I'll, and I'll, discussion and I'll, here. And I'll go through uh, why I, why after this. But then the, all right, so my next five guys, eleven through fifteen on my list: Durant, Beal, Wall, CP3, and Lillard. And I know that CP3 and Lillard have missed games, but also when they've played this season, both of them have been basically unstoppable. CP3 is a facilitator in, the, in this D'Antoni offense is incredible to watch. Yeah, I, I didn't put him in my team. And yeah, I'm, yeah, you're also a CP3 hater, I know. I am. That's part of it, and and a big part of it is um, he did miss games. But I do have Dame in my team. I do have Dame in my team. Um, I do have John Wall. I do have Bradley Beal. Uh, I put LaMarcus Aldridge in there, and I snuck Devin Booker in there. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I, he's having a really good year on a horrible team, but I put him in there. Right, so Booker and Green I'm going to have to discuss with you. After okay. This. But then uh, my, my 16 through 20, Westbrook. I have him. Towns. I didn't put him in. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Have him. DeMar DeRozan. Yes. Nikola Jokic. I didn't put Jokic on, but he was basically my last one I left out. And and, and in hindsight, I would I, honestly this year, I would in hindsight, I would probably switch him for Draymond Green because he's had a better year so far. And, 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 and you can't question that. Yeah, you can't. Jokic, it means Jokic, basic. Jokic and Green do a lot of the same things. Green, obviously, is charged to facilitate his offense a lot more. 
but, yeah. uh, but he's I mean, a guy you can't look at his numbers and go, oh, he should be in because he's only he shouldn't be in because he's only an average of ten points a game. That's no, somebody who also, doesn't he's understand also basketball. He's the best defensive player in the NBA. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and well, it's, you it's just one of them. It's, it's either him or Kawi are the two best defensive players in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it perfectly. He facilitates that team. He runs that team. He's the heart and soul of that team. And let's not forget, they're a championship team. But, sure, and it's not like he's averaging ten points and nothing else. He averages he averages near a triple double, and he, he does. And he defend and he defends. He could defend four positions at an elite level. I, I should three positions at an elite level. He can defend centers reasonably, and I mean, basically though anybody two three any two three or four he can guard point guards. He just yep. doesn't have the quickness to keep up with. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree on all those points. Go ahead, give me your next five. All right, so well, it's next four, 21 through 24. All right, so the next one's an absolute homer pick, Enos Cantor. Um, okay, no, he's a good player. Yeah. Uh, Al Horford. Okay, I didn't have him on my team. Marcus Aldridge. I had him. And I actually wrote down Russell Westbrook twice. Shit, now i got to take one more player. Uh, See, I, I I put Paul George in there. Would you put Paul George, or you don't think he's I don't not think done that, enough? I don't think Mello or George has had a big enough impact there. Mellow for sure, no doubt. No, I would not put him in. And I think it's partly how um, how they've just frozen, uh, really frozen the rest of the team out. You know what? I'm, my last guy is going to be. I'm going to reward Dwight Howard's renaissance in Charlotte. Oh my! I, I can't go there. I hate I him, just, but I, I hate he's him. He's having a great year. He is, but I just hate him, and I just think he's irrelevant, and that team is irrelevant. Actually, you know, the, you know what? I'm going to take this back. I'm going to go with a different center in the Eastern Conference, Andre Drummond. Yeah, I thought about him too. He's a really good player. Um, I would, I would put him over Dwight Howard in a second. Well, it's now, also Drummond doesn't seem like a total asshole. Wait, did you say Boogie? Yeah, I, Boogie is one of my first five. Okay, so Boogie, I have Anthony Davis, I have Jimmy Butler, Oladipo. Now I put Clint Capella in there. Capella's a good call. I like Capella because he's been fantastic this year and he does a lot on a really good team. Um, guys I left, I actually put, and it's my Homer pick, but he's actually a good player. And I, he does have legit credit. I think I put Ben Simmons in there, but if somebody wants to argue with it, I have no problem taking him off my list because I totally understand it. But if you look at his games across the board, they're really good and they're not hollow, but I do understand why people go, nah, I wouldn't put him in. I, I wouldn't argue that. My issue there has just been what he's done when Embiid's been injured. Yeah, for some games, but not all of them. Some games, I, I yeah, I, I again, I won't, I won't totally disagree with it. Carl Anthony Towns, I probably should have put in, but it's just the defense. It's the defense thing. is it's, poor. I mean, Embiid, Embiid really kind of ripped him on that, and Embiid was right. He was right, and it, it, you know, like the guy is a really good talent. I guess I kind of, I don't know, I maybe I just like I, for me, you have to play both ways, or you're a one way player, and. I like Carl Anthony Towns. He's a smart guy. Uh, he was awesome on JJ Reddick's last podcast. He's, you know, I like the player. I just, why isn't he doing more? I just, I don't know. Maybe I was too harsh on him. Uh, other guys I thought about, I thought about Donovan Mitchell, but I'm like, nah, I he too. hasn't done it enough. That team is but 16, he, he's scoring 18 points a night to, to lead a team yeah. at 16-21. You know what he is? He's just having a good, he's, he's a guy who's having a good rookie year for a team that's not going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And he's and he's building on it too. Like his first couple months were average, but now he's really exploding. I thought about Jason Tatum. Um I I, I had Chris Middleton borderline. Um I Mid- thought I even I had I have had Kevin Love on there. Kevin Love is off. Kevin Love is a borderline also this year. He's, yeah, he, he, is. he has been Kevin Love is a good basketball player who I mean his early years in Minnesota, some of the stat lines he put up were amazing, but that's just They amazing. were. Nobody else on that team rebounded or shot the ball. It goes back to what we were just saying. It's a bad team and a guy who has to put up those numbers. That's what happens. Um, I mean, would you consider a guy? I mean, would you consider Kyle Lowry, who often can be considered an all star? Would you consider him? I mean, he's averaging. He's, he's his scoring is down from last season, but yeah, he's still is. facilitating and rebounding very well. I happen to love Kyle Lowry, and I do have him on my list. I have him crossed off, but he was written down. Um, if it was last year, yeah, he's, he's definitely in, uh, but it, again, though, it's weird because he's doing less scoring and they're playing better ball, 
which goes to your point about facilitating. They were one of the worst teams last year and assists. And now they're, they're not one of the best teams, but they're much improved on that. So yeah, I had him down. I had Kemba Walker down. Um, again, a, a good player on a, on a bad team. Uh, I actually put down Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma's, um, Kuzma's a good player, but there are players. There's, there's other players I'd consider in the Pacific for ahead of me, him. Like, me too. Starting with CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is an incredible. You know what? Now that I think of it, when we were talking about the team. under, we were talking about underrated players in the NBA. CJ McCollum might be the most underrated player in the NBA. There's not a quieter twenty point a night guy. Yeah, he is really a real. He's an excellent player. I, I have him down. Now, did you put Devin Booker on your team or no? I didn't. I, I think Booker okay. Booker can fill it up and like can really score like nobody else. Yeah, but, and, and he's an amazing scorer. I just don't like uh, what his impact is on that Suns team. Like I don't see him yeah. doing anything to help that team win. Yeah, it's it's a good point. Now that I'm looking at my list, I'd probably maybe take him off and probably put Carl Anthony Towns on. Um, and I, I mean, I, yeah, again, the only guy I know you're not you're not you're not a huge Ben Simmons fan of the all-star there, but I think we probably had a lot of the same guys. I think so. Like there yeah, was nobody I mean, that I didn't let hear anybody on your team and go, wait a minute, what the hell did you put him on for? And his Cantor, I totally understand that you're a Knicks fan that you get a free pass for that. And frankly, he's played pretty good ball this year. So I can't really debate that that much. It's not worth it. I mean, if you were to look at just at individual stats, like um, Mark Gasol, you'd have to consider I but, did consider, but yeah, but I didn't put him. Coach fired. That's 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 the main reason I didn't put him on there, and I don't think I. Let, I'll say two things about that. First of all, what he did was dickish, but I don't think that coach is all that good. I think that was really overblown about how people he's that good of a coach. But you still don't do that on a team that's basically going nowhere and that reached its peak, and now they're stuck because they got two contracts they can't trade, and, and him and um. Mike Conley, who were both good players, but are not getting any younger. There's really nobody else in that team worth talking about, in my opinion. So I, I had him written down, but I didn't put him in. And I don't, I, maybe I missed somebody, but I, I was trying to go young players, think of them, because like you know the the LeBrons, the the Durants, the Currys, the Hardens, they're always going to be there. But I tried to make it a little different. Is there anybody else you can think of that you wanted to, that you thought about and didn't pull the trigger on? Nikola Vesevich. Yeah, that's he's. That's actually Mike Osher, one of his favorite players, the guy who was um, sending the Twitter question. I like him too. He's finally not playing like he's completely soft. Well, that's the thing. That that's why I hate players like that. Like he gets he got that European soft label, and which is not really true anymore. But you remember how it used to be, and back in the day, every European who came to the league was soft. Well, it's, obviously it's not true. But well, those are all the guys that Kevin Garnett had to pick fights with. Basically, yeah, because that's who he had. He could beat up. Although I wouldn't want to pick a fight with Kevin Garnett, he's a pretty intense dude. Oh, yeah. um, he'd kill you. Oh my God, he would. Yeah, he would just punch me into the ground. He's just a monster. He'd actually so we just talked, kill you by looking at you. Yeah, just his eyes stare. So we talked about we talked about Isaiah Thomas' return. It's huge, man. That's a huge thing. We talked about LeBron. I don't know how he's playing his best ball at 33. Anything else you want to talk about before we we hang we uh hang up? Nah, nah, we're we're uh, we're at a solid hour tonight, so uh, I think we should save some topics for the next time we talk some uh, some hoops. Yeah, I totally agree. And anybody, if you guys have any all stars that we missed or anybody that you want to put in, hit me and Justin up on Twitter, and we'll debate it. We'll debate all night if you want to. Um, you will have anything to plug, buddy? I know you're just on Nina's show, weren't you? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, I actually did. It wasn't Nina. It was the Guy Drinkle show on uh, after uh. the. Uh, after the game against Leicester, um, you know, it's hard to keep up with you fellas. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, but yeah, um, after the game against Leicester, two one win. We talk here, we talk about a gritty, gritty win. But um, just uh, keep listening to this. Listen to other things I do. Seventh inning stretch will eventually do something again. I know we keep putting it off, but it's also the baseball off season. Also, a really slow market in baseball, so it's not really much to talk about. Yeah, it's it's tough. There they have I mean you got pitchers and what is that, like forty some days, pitchers and catchers reporting. Yeah. So that that's something to look forward to. But um yeah, and Guy Drinkle is a is somehow a, a Phoenix Suns fan, so he's never gonna hear the end of that. They're a fucking atrocious franchise franchise and team, so that's for you, Guy, because I know you edit these and you're my homie and I appreciate that. So on my end, um I, I just do this with Justin and Dave. I love talking basketball. I would love to talk 
soccer some more, but it's just the timing of everything is really difficult. Um, being that the team I root for is five hour time difference away from me. And I have two little kids, which, you know, I can only get away with so much. My wife is a saint. I can't do this all the time. Um, but listen to everything on AI, everything. There's literally something for everybody. You could, there's like a fucking wrestling pod. I mean, there's a basketball pod there. There's everything, you know? So if that's nothing else, then like I tell you guys, every time at the end of these pods, just, you know, do one thing in life. Trust the process. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.